Welcome, everyone. I am back with a solo episode with you all. And I wanted to say a couple of things first before I dive into the meat of this episode. The first thing that I really want to just point out is so many of you have given me and my team incredible feedback on how you love these solo episodes. And, you know, the real purpose of the Resetter podcast is to continue to move your health forward. So I do love bringing guests on because I feel like collectively as a community, we get to learn new new approaches to health. We get to expand the way we are thinking on certain topics. And, it, and it's just a fun interaction to keep learning with people. I'm a very curious person and I, I really love, I learn from the guests quite a bit. And, I, and hopefully you enjoy all those conversations. The solo episodes is really here to give you free information to move your health forward. And that is really important to me. One of the reasons that I love fasting is it's free. And I believe that we've come to a time where we have to stop making health complicated. We have to stop making health expensive. We need to give people tools that don't cost any money, that they can do, and that are lifestyle oriented. So whenever anybody asks me like, oh, what do you do? I always say, I'm like, I'm a lifestyle expert. I'm focused on teaching the lifestyle that works with hormonal health. So these solo episodes are there to do exactly that. And from what I can tell based off of the statistics that we see on our podcast is that you guys really love, and the reviews and comments you make that you really love the solo episodes. So if you do, keep leaving me reviews on it and I'll keep doing more solo episodes. And you know, as always, if something resonates with you, I am such a fan of building community. I'm such a fan of getting this message out to the world of hormonal health. So share it with the world if that moves you so that we, we can all keep this conversation going. Welcome to the Resetter Podcast. This podcast is all about empowering you to believe in yourself again. If you have a passion for learning, if you're looking to be in control of your health and take your power back, this is the podcast for you. What I want to do in this solo episode is I want to talk about a personal journey that I'm on. And, you know, I've spent a lot of my career serving others. I was in practice for 25 years, and then Fast Like a Girl came out last year, and it became difficult to really nurture that that book into the world and have a practice at the same time. So I shut my practice down, and I have been out pounding the pavement trying to, to get this information out to the world. And in that, I've had my own hurdles with my health, and just feeling burnout is really, in true honesty that I got to the end of 2023 burnt out. And it, my therapist actually said something to me that really stuck with me. And she said, how do you know you're burnout? When do you know you've hit enough? Like, when is enough enough? And I thought that was such an interesting question. Like, I could not answer that for the longest time because I think a lot of us, and and this really you know, so much of my audience is women. I know we have men and women listening together. We have men listening as well. But I will say as a high, you know, a high achieving woman who loves to do good work in the world, that loves 
to, you know, perform and to do all the things that this life has to offer me, I have learned to push through the signals of my body. And I think a lot of you have that same experience where you don't know, you just pick yourself up and go and you do it over and over and over again because so many of us are mothers, so many of us are working and being mothers, so many of us are working two, three, four jobs, like we are just burning the candle at both ends and there is no room for rest. I remember in times in my clinic when I would put in very long days, I would get to the end of the day and in my head I was like, I'm done, I quit, I'm exhausted. And then there would be this little voice that would be like, well, that's a nice dream, but you don't have that luxury. Go home, get some sleep, go back, and you got to do it again. So we've created this push on through culture. I strongly believe that pushing through works better for the male body than the female body. So we have to have some kind of understanding of where is that edge? When is enough enough? When is it time to prioritize rest? When have you hit that moment that you need to do your lifestyle differently? And I will tell you, when she asked me that question, it really, I had to sit on it for a moment. And then when I really sat in meditation, when I sat in some, uh, some moments of calm and rest, I really got clear where that answer was for me. And I'll share what I discovered for me in a moment. But when I, when I really, truly, authentically asked myself where, where burnout hit, I found at first I wanted to override, like, I can do it. I'll be fine. I just need a day or two off. But then when I really dug deep into my soul, I was like, eh, I think I've hit it. And here's how I know I've hit it. I got to a point where I wasn't handling stress very well. Little things were becoming big things. Now, this is very common for menopausal women. So the other side of this equation is that I understand what I'm hormonally going through as a 54-year-old postmenopausal woman. But if you are one of those people that you feel like every little small amount of stress is creating a large reaction you have definitely hit the edge of what your nervous system can take. It is in what we call a stuck, sympathetic, fight-or-flight spot. And it's not going in to a parasympathetic place. Remember, we have two nervous systems, one that's, that kicks in when stress is on the scene and one that kicks in when stress is gone. It's called sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems. So when we're in a constant state of stress over and over and over again, we get locked in the sympathetic nervous system. And it's like a record skipping where something stressful hits us and we go into fight or flight. And we know we go into fight or flight because the little things become these big things. Now, the menopausal journey makes that worse because you are losing both estrogen and progesterone. You are specifically losing estradiol. And estradiol was the form of estrogen that, that permeated every cell in your body. Every organ system in the body, in a woman's body, 
has a receptor site for estradiol. So when you were ovulating, what happened is estradiol helped release an egg. And then when when she peaked, she also went into your brain and your heart and your lungs and your liver and your gut. She went everywhere and permeated your body with her magic. And her magic, when she permeated all the cells of, of your body, she also created a cascade of neurochemicals And that cascade looks like she made you more dopamine. She made you more serotonin. She made you more acetylcholine and glutamate and oxytocin and BDNF and all these neurotransmitters that helped you balance stress. And when she is gone, your stress response becomes exaggerated. And you no longer feel like you can handle the stress load you used to handle years ago. You combine that with the loss of progesterone that's been going down since 35, and progesterone stimulated a neurotransmitter called GABA. And so GABA calmed you. So when a menopausal woman has got an increased amount of stress and workload, burnout looks very much like you can no longer handle stress. And that honestly is where I got. And I and and I just want to point out that I think it's really important. Uh, Stephen Bartlett on the Diary of the CEO, if you haven't seen that podcast, it's one of the best podcasts that interviews that I anybody interviewed me on. He he asked me a question about he said I have a lot of friends who are menopausal and they all say exactly what I just said. They all are struggling with stress. They're all struggling with mental health. They're all struggling with physical health. How can I support them? And what I told him was, I just be patient with us because we don't understand ourselves. So what that looks like to me when I hit this place where I could see even the small things I was having these exaggerated reaction to, I let my loved ones, specifically my husband, know. I was like, I am overreacting. I know. And I need to rest more. I need to cater to estradiol and progesterone more. I'll talk a little bit about how you do that. And I have hit a point where I am not flipping out of the sympathetic nervous system. Now, beyond that, there is another theory that I have spent a lot of time studying and I really brought it into consideration when I looked at my own burnout. And that's the... the polyvagal theory. And the polyvagal theory is very complex. There's a lot of parts to it. But what it says is if you stay in stress long enough, you will go into a third nervous system, a new nervous system that is being developed. And it's called the freeze nervous system. And the freeze nervous system is where we withdraw. It's where we stop caring. It's where we numb ourselves out with food, alcohol, drugs. It's in the I don't give a fucks moment. When we hit that over and over and over again, we have tipped our nervous system. And in full transparency, I I said this on um, uh, New Year's Eve. I I put a post out to my community. Some of you may have seen it. I, I, I was really clear that I needed to take the first 90 days of this year to rehab my nervous system, to get myself out of burnout. 
and that I am committed to continue to showing up authentically for so that we can all, it hopefully frees everyone to be authentic, for all of us to talk about our journey. We have created a culture where we put like only our highlight reel out and then everybody's comparing each other to their highlight reel. Meanwhile, you're thinking there's something wrong with you because you're not looking as happy or beautiful or thin as the menopausal woman on Instagram, but you don't know the minute she gets off Instagram, she's on the ground crying or she's not handling stress well either. So I'm making a stand to show you what it's like to care so deeply about yourself that you make a change. And when I discovered that I was acutely reacting to stress and that I was starting to withdraw, that was the moment that I told myself, I got to make myself a priority. So I love this thought because I was talking to a good friend who's a life coach. And she was saying that, she goes, you know, I think part of the challenge we have as women is that we don't give ourselves permission to put ourselves first. We are doing everything for everybody else ahead of us. And I can say for sure that is me. I mean, my kids are grown, so I don't have that as much. I care deeply about my team members, and I always want to make sure that I'm supporting the needs that they have. I, I love my husband dearly. I want a happy marriage. I want to make sure that he's getting the support he has. But when we have tur- tipped into this burnout freeze mode, you can't help anybody. You got to start by helping yourself. Now, in all of my books, I have written about something called the hormonal hierarchy. And the hormonal hierarchy says if you want to balance your sex hormones, progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone, you need to get yourself insulin sensitive. I have, I am plenty insulin sensitive. I have been fasting and building a fasting lifestyle according to my hormones for almost a decade now. So in my case, I knew I had already handled that. For some of you listening, you're like, yeah, I'm still working on that. How do you know if your insulin system is in balance? The number one number on all of your blood work I want to encourage you to look at is hemoglobin A1C. We want that under five. If that is around five, under five, your insulin system is in fairly good shape. It's not affecting your your sex hormones. If it's above five, you've, you've, the first step for you is build a fasting lifestyle. Now, above the insulin is cortisol. And cortisol, if you're under a constant state of stress over and over and over again, it's going to affect your insulin system. So full transparency, my stress hit so high at the end of this year, I even struggled to fast. I couldn't go into the longer fast. I started getting more hungry because my cortisol was just on max load. And so this beautiful art of fasting that I love so much became very, very difficult. And that was another sign that I knew cortisol was surging through my system. Another sign of cortisol being too prevalent in my body that I was paying a close attention to is belly weight. 
So I've talked about this on YouTube a lot. The weight around your belly is extra hormones that your body can't break down and it's cortisol. So when we look at this hormonal hierarchy, those of you that want to lose that menopausal belly weight, we've got to get you insulin sensitive. You can do that by how what I've shared around building a fasting lifestyle. But it, you also have to have some strategies for cortisol. Cortisol was meant to go in and out of your system. It wasn't meant to be on full force all the time. So when you're in that state where you don't care anymore, where you're reacting to stress all the time, where you are hungry and you try to muscle your way into your fasting lifestyle, I'm going to tell you it doesn't work well. I've done this before. One of the most popular podcasts we put out, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. It was what happens when you're stuck with your weight. And one of the things I address is this cortisol, this need for more rest. So I that was another key piece for me was, wow, I have to heed my own advice in this moment. And then above cortisol is oxytocin. And this is where I think, and again, I'm using myself as an example, so you may or may not resonate with this, but I think one of the things that happens to those of us that are high-performing, type A, rushing women is that we have that Rosie the Riveter kind of mentality of, I can do it. I can do it all. And I can do it by myself. Some of us are martyrs. You know, we're like, I can do it by myself. Just leave me alone. I'm going to do it. And what we forget is that we're only amplifying the cortisol reaction in our body and we're missing out on oxytocin. When you start to lean into the support and help of others, you are getting oxytocin. When you get oxytocin, you bring down cortisol. When you bring down cortisol, you start to balance insulin. And when you balance insulin, now you're, all of your sex hormones are balanced or you have a better, better door into those. So it, hormones work in this hierarchy. So when I was looking at this place where I was feeling burnt out and when my therapist asked me, what does that mean to you? I real, I came back to her a week later and I was like, here's what burnout looks like for me. It looks like I'm withdrawing. It looks like I'm reacting very stressful. It looks like my fasting is not well, doing well for me anymore. It looks like I am gaining weight around my belly, which I don't really like. It looks like I'm struggling to sleep because I my body couldn't go into a relaxed state. And so I just pretty much announced, and it, it was kind of freeing to do it, just to say, I'm here and I'm not going to push through it like I did so many times before, I'm going to take my own advice and I'm going to do a 90-day reset for myself. So on the 31st of the year, I made an announcement to my following, this is what I'm doing. You can follow along and learn from how I'm doing this. So the first thing that I did when I hit, when I just really hit this honest point with myself is that I created a plan. And the first thing about a plan, and I talked about this on um, both Instagram and Facebook, 
But the first thing about the plan is when you hit that stuck spot, when you hit that burnout spot, the most important tool that you bring into your health equation is the tool that's going to give you the most momentum and get you feeling the best the quickest. Because when you're in burnout, you usually lack motivation. It's part of that polyvagal theory where you're like, I'm, I don't care anymore. Well, when you're in I don't care anymore, it's hard to motivate yourself to get up and, and do anything good for yourself. So I needed to pick the tool that get, was going to give me momentum first, because once you get momentum, the motivation will follow. So for me, that was actually working out. So all of the 2023, I traveled so much that my, my workouts were way off course. I was losing muscle. I, am, I was a competitive athlete, and I always lived in a body with a lot more muscle, and I just didn't like, I didn't feel strong. I felt like I, even my posture was starting to feel like a little bit like an old lady, like I was kind of curling forward. So my first step to create momentum for myself was to hire a trainer and get in to the gym where she was at. And I've started doing it three times a week. I started it on the week before. I never, I've mentioned this before. I never do things on January 1st. So I started the week before. I've been now doing it a month. I'm taking measurements of my body weight. So I have some kind of little gamified, get the dopamine going. So I know what is purely for me so that I know where my progress exists. Within two weeks of bringing in more weight training, I already felt better. I felt like I was standing up straighter. I felt like I had more endurance. I felt happier. Like the days I lifted really heavy weight, I was starting to notice that joy was the, I had like an endorphin rush the whole day. So my first recommendation, once you hit burnout, is to create a plan. And the first plan has to be around what's going to give you the quickest momentum with your health. My momentum may not be yours. For a, This is why one of the things I think the three-day water fast works so well for people because in three days, they can feel a change in their body. We just got done doing, as I'm doing this recording, we just took 100,000 people through a three-day water fast and you could see how lit up everybody is. So it's a beautiful opportunity to do a three-day fast. If you are wanting guidance through any kind of fasting lifestyle, know you can come into my Reset Academy. We do 15-day experiences every other month. It's a great place to come in and play with these tools to get you momentum first. But the first part of the plan has to be momentum. What is going to give you momentum? Okay, second part of the burnout plan that I created for myself was asking myself where I felt the most off course. So like what fell apart in this rushing woman's lifestyle? Now, I food never falls apart for me. I'm a, I'm I'm just, you know, I've had sugar addictions before as a as when I, in my younger years and I know how challenging that is. So I've really disciplined myself to not eat sugar anymore. And I just don't go back there because I know once I open up the sugar door, that addiction starts. So I I, I don't eat a lot of sugar. I, I don't eat a lot of gluten, especially here in America. 
I'm, I'm really clean with my diet. I don't even eat out that much. So I hadn't gotten off course with my diet. But one of the things that th- showed up for me outside of muscle and fitness was my circadian rhythm. I was traveling so much that my brain and body didn't even know what time zone it was in. And so I was having trouble falling asleep. My aura ring was telling me I wasn't getting good quality sleep. So the second piece for me is going to be resetting my circadian rhythm. I'm in the process right now. The way I'm doing it is, and in the month of February, I'm going to follow it to a T, but it's getting morning light, putting red lights on in the morning when when I meditate. It's putting red lights on at night when I go to bed. I turn I or as when it gets dark out, I I've changed my living room to all red lights. I started wearing blue blocker red light glasses on the plane when it's at nighttime so I'm not getting all the airport synthetic lights and the and the the lights coming in from just even on the plane. So I'm protecting my light schedule. I'm also getting out in the middle of the day and walking and getting that sunlight in the middle of the day. And then the other piece that I'm doing starting in February, and stay tuned because I'll be commenting on this. We're going to do this in my academy too. So if you want to join the academy, you can join it. But I'm going to try to eat only in the daylight. So I find that it's if I put something kind of fun and playful, like, like I'm calling it a circadian reset, I'm like, oh, now it's kind of fun. Could I just eat during the day? Could I play with light a little bit? And let me see if that brings my natural circadian rhythm back. So now I've handled two major pieces. I've handled my fitness. I've handled my circadian rhythm. The third piece that I'm working on, and I will, this will probably come in the, in the last 30 days is my brain health, my ability, my cognitive abilities, my, my ability to hold on to new information my ability to keep producing information and content. And I'm, and I'm doing this in a couple of different ways. I'm doing it by putting myself in new environments. Anytime you put yourself in new environments, you increase neuroplasticity and you create more of these neurons that can hold on to information. I started, I took up transcendental meditation. So I've been meditating every morning for 20 minutes. That is also clinically proven to improve neuroplasticity. My background is as a competitive tennis player, racket sports cross, that cross movement of racket sports is really good for neuroplasticity. So I'm back on the tennis court playing, which is really fun. And then the last thing that will probably show up in, Mar- in March is I, I was like, am I going to learn a new language or am I going to learn how to play an instrument? So my daughter came to me and showed me a new app where it's like a family app where you can each learn a new instrument and share with each other what you're learning. And so she, uh, my, my son plays the guitar, my daughter plays the piano and the ukulele. And so she said to me, well, you should learn the guitar. And I thought, yeah, I, I always want to learn the guitar. So now we're all doing it together on this app. I wish I could tell you the name. I know you're going to ask me. I'll, I'll try to find it for you. But I, in, starting in March, I'm going to learn how to play the guitar. So why am I doing that? It's, it's for play and it's for neuroplasticity. So that's sort of the third piece of this 90-day phase that I'm doing. Now, that's the momentum piece. The second piece I did, so that kind of just gives you like 
how I identified three things I wanted to change to bring my, my balance back to my life. You'll notice, I just want to point out, you'll notice I did not say that I sat my butt down on the couch and watched hours and hours of Netflix. Now, I will tell you, one of my favorite days of the holidays was we did a Harry Potter movie marathon. We got through four Harry Potter movies in one day, and that was pretty awesome. But that was one day. And I'm not a person that can sit very easily, much like many of you. So my 90-day reset and my path out of burnout had to look a little different than just sit down and rest. And so that's why I picked get fit, reset your circadian rhythm, improve neuroplasticity so that your brain and your cognitive abilities feel stronger. That, those are what I chose. So that's the first thing when it comes to momentum. Okay, second thing that I did. And I hope you might want to go back and listen to this. If you're resonating with a burnout or you're in a place where you feel like you don't know the door out, if I was coaching you right now, this is what I would be telling you. So you may go back and take notes on this so that you can come up with your own plan. That's why I'm sharing this is so that you understand what it takes to, to move your health from a place of distress to a place of balance and progress. This is what I did with patients for years. I'm now doing it for myself, and hopefully you'll take it and do it for you. So after I figured out momentum, what's going to build me momentum and bring me back, I created a team. Num the second step was a team. So even though I know what I need to do, I, I do this for other people, you can't, it's very difficult to pull yourself from a state of chronic dis-ease or chronic stress all by yourself, to pull yourself from that spot to a state of health, it's very difficult to do on your own. So even with everything I knew, I needed to create a team. And so I luckily have a lot of friends that are functional medicine doctors. I called two of them who are hormone experts, and I was like, here's what I'm doing. I'd love your advice. I'd love for you to lead it. Help me walk this 90-day journey. And they, both of them, both these hormone experts were like, yes, I'm here. One of them, I said to her, what do we need to do test-wise? So we ran, we're running a bunch of tests. So I'm running another hormone test on myself. I'm doing a full blood analysis. I, again, am, I put a CGM, a continuous glucose monitor, back on myself so that I can monitor progress. I can see what I need to do. So some of you might need some of these metrics so that you can see your progress. I'm one of those people where I just, I like to gamify everything and I like to customize my health path. So that's what I did with my hormone, functional medicine hormone specialists. I was like, what tests help guide me? So that was two of the people on my team. The other two people on my team were mental health experts, are mental health, health experts. My therapist knows what I'm doing. I have a breath worker that I work with on a regular basis. She understands what I'm doing, and they're supporting me in this process of re resetting my health, honoring the rest that my body needs, honoring the momentum goals that I have set for myself. And so they're there to hold me accountable. I chat with them every week so that they can keep me on course as to where I'm going. So for you, that might be your therapist. That might be somebody who works with your mindset, or that might be your best friend. 
somebody that just can hold the line for you because it's such a slippery slope where you often, when we hit these burnout places, we're like, oh, it's going to be better tomorrow. It's going to be better tomorrow. I, you know, I just need to get through the next couple of weeks of work and then four more weeks of work show up. And so you need people that just check in and say, hey, how are you doing? So for me, a part of that team was these mental health experts that I have leaned into. So now I got four people. I've got two hormone experts. I've got two mental health experts. What's been beautiful about me being public about this 90-day reset is, oh my gosh, how many health influencers and colleagues have reached out to me and said, I'm here to support you. I had, If you haven't seen the Instagram interview I did with Marie Forelio yesterday, I'm, you know, depending on when you're listening to this, she just did a really cool, launched a program called Time Genius. We did a whole episode here on the Resetter podcast around that, so go listen to it. And when she heard about my 90-day reset, she said to me, here's what I want you to do, Mindy. I want you to become a professional disappointer. And I was like, what? She's like, if you're going to fully take rest in full seriousness, you need to become a professional disappointer. You need to get used to disappointing people. And I got to tell you, that freed me so much. And she's like, I'm going to check in on you. I want to see how many people you're disappointing. If you're not disappointing any people, letting people down, then you're not taking enough care of yourself. My my therapist said to me, what if you were your own favorite person? What if it stopped, you know, always trying to show up to do things with other people? What if hanging out with yourself is the best moment of your day? And I thought, oh my God, I never looked at that. I'm an extrovert. <laughs> Hopefully you know this. And I thought, oh, I never thought about that. What if hanging out with me, I do, I do like me. What if hanging out with me is the moment, the best moment of my day? And I stop having FOMO, forgive, you know, uh, the fear of missing out on some great experience. What if the great experience is me hanging out with me and nurturing me? I, that was a real game changer. And then my breath worker said to me, you know, what if you you could do better for yourself? And I had this moment of like, I don't have enough strength inside me to do better. I can't. And she's like, but I'm not saying better is more. I'm saying that you deserve to do better for yourself. And that means saying no. That means slowing down. That means pushing projects off. You need to show up for you in a different way. And that, and nurture yourself. So those three pieces of advice have been pivotal having these people on my team. So for you, I want you to think about not only what's going to give you the quickest door out of whatever burnout you're in or whatever place of chronic challenges you're in. What are those momentum moments? But who's on your team? And the team to me needs to be vast. It needs to have multiple experts. I would put my trainer on my team too because she knows what I'm doing. So I have two hormone experts. I have a fitness expert. I have two mental health experts. I've got a a, a friend who has been in the trenches and in this situation and the, my loved ones know what I'm doing. So it's not a solo journey for me to get out of this experience. So I want you to understand 
how important that is. One of the exciting parts of the Resetter podcast that I am going to bring to you this year is not only some great conversations, but I want to show you people who have repaired their health and what it looked like to do that. So, and what does it look like to take this information that I'm teaching you all? What does that look like in action? So, for example, I did a, a beautiful episode with Misha Tate, the MMA fighter, and that was a year ago. And I asked her to, if she could time her workouts and her competition according to her menstrual cycle. She was like, I never thought about that. You can go listen to that. We did a whole thing on work and working out and how it looks to work out according to your cycle. But when she told me she had a retirement fight that she wanted to do, and that it was going to be her last go. And I said, when are you going to, can do you get a, do you have a moment you can pick it? Do you get to pick the date of it? And she's like, yeah. I said, well, pick it during your ovulation window because you've got the most amount of testosterone during that time. And so she did. And guess what? She freaking kicked butt. She did amazing. And that was about a month ago. So I'm bringing her on the podcast to talk about what did it look like to train according to your cycle. I'm also bringing on to the podcast Leanne Rhymes. I've been working with her for two years. And what she's done to put her health together, what we've done together is we pulled in multiple doctors. We, her whole team, all the people that travel with her, they understood what she was doing. We created momentum. We, we brought in different tools and we created this like ecosystem of health around her. That's what it takes to point your health in a positive direction so that you don't keep gaining health and losing health. You don't keep losing weight and then finding it again that you keep your health pointed in the right direction. You, It's creating this ecosystem. And that's what I'm doing right now. That's what Misha did. That's what Leanne did. And that's what I want to teach you how to do. I am very, very clear that health should have been, in the dictionary, a verb, not a noun. It is an action that you take. It is not a destination you reach at. And when you are low and you can't find your way out, there is an, a series of actions to do. And there is an ecosystem, a container to put yourself in so that you can succeed at the healing process. And if that's overwhelming, please don't let it be. I want you to think of this as like you're creating a hug around you. You're creating support around you. You're making steps that are doable and putting those around you. You're making sure that you have clarity of and a container that's going to move you in a positive direction. This idea that we're supposed to do health in a silo, that we do it on our own, that we have one doctor that guides us, that there's one diet for us, that is I call bullshit on. Healing is a journey you do with others. And it starts with building a lifestyle, not reaching for the medication first, not reaching for the supplement first, 
you build a lifestyle that gets you momentum, you create the team that gets what you're doing, and then that ecosystem that you've created moves you forward without you having to muscle your way forward. As as crazy as it sounds, as like, oh, I was so mentally and physically exhausted, let me go pick up some weights. That seems like it doesn't make sense. But I knew if I could feel fit and strong again, I would build momentum. The idea that I everything, everything I know about hormones, for me to just run my own Dutch test and look at it with my own eyes is, is not a great idea because I should have somebody else reflecting back at me what is going on with me and supporting me. And the idea that I wouldn't be transparent to you all or to the world left me out of some very loving people who wanted to support me. So the minute I said, this is what I'm doing, the people showed up, the path showed up. So I just wanted to come to you to teach you these ideas because this is what we're the information we're not getting. We live, no matter where you live, in the world, the healthcare system that most of us are used to is you have a symptom, therefore there's one treatment for it. That's not what brings health back. What brings health back is momentum, a team, and creating the ecosystem. And when that ecosystem is dialed in, the team is dialed in, the momentum is happening, you will find pulling yourself out of burnout is pulling yourself out of a cancer diagnosis, pulling yourself out of an autoimmune condition, it becomes effortless because there is this vortex of healing and support around you. So please let me know if that makes sense. You know, a big part of what I'm trying to do in the world is redefine, create a new paradigm of health. And the paradigm of health that I just gave you was the one that we need to lean into when we've hit that point, whether it's because we got a scary diagnosis or because our lifestyle or our pace or or our nervous system is so frazzled that nothing's working, though that's your ecosystem right there. So we can do it together. You can follow me. Please let me know if you are doing this. Leave me a review. I'll watch those. Let me know if you're joining me in this 90 day. I will tell you when I made this announcement on New Year's Eve, we had within two days over 6,000 women tell me that they too were feeling burnt out and they too wanted to reset their health for 90 days. And so part of doing this podcast was to teach all of you how you can do it for you. And then you can watch me on my socials and all the pieces that I'm bringing in. You can join me in my academy as my coaches guide the women in the academy through that. We'll be doing our circadian reset in February. So, but I just want you to know you're not alone. I want you to know that if you've lost your way with your health, that just because you see a health influencer or a doctor on Instagram who is exuding and putting out information and looks so healthy doesn't mean that we all don't go through the same hurdles that of stress and the process of health. We all are human. We all go through it. Let's all be transparent about it. Let's all be authentic and let's bring health back together. 
That's what we should be doing. So from the bottom of my heart, I hope this resonated with you. It's a very different podcast than anything I've ever done, but I hope it it ignites clarity in you and it gives you a path out of poor health or burnout if that's where you're sitting. So, and know that I am even in a place of resetting my health. I am cheering you on. Hope that helps. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. I love bringing thoughtful discussions about all things health to you. If you enjoyed it, we'd love to know about it. So please leave us a review, share it with your friends, and let me know what your biggest takeaway is. 